Good morning. So in the Parsha this week, we have probably one of the most famous stories in the Torah, which is the binding of Isaac, the Akedah Sitzchak. And um, when Hashem spoke to Avram about taking his son Yitzchak um, to offer him as a sacrifice, as a korban, Hashem said the following words. He says, Kachno es bincha es which translates as, I mean, typically you would say, take your son. God added the word, no. Kach no es bincha. What does no mean in biblical Hebrew and Torah? It means, please. He was like begging, pleading with him to please take your son. So there's a famous uh, teaching from the Chachamim saying, why would Hashem plead with Avram? Why did Hashem have to plead? As if you find everywhere, anywhere in the Torah, Hashem pleads with us to do a mitzvah. Hashem commands, do this, do that. Here Hashem pleads with him. Hashem says, please take your son. Bevakasha. Bevakasha. Why did Hashem say please? So the Chachamim explained, because Hashem was concerned. What was Hashem concerned about? Hashem was concerned that Avram wasn't truly loyal. We know that Hashem tested Avram with ten tests. And this was the last one. The Akedah Sisrach was the last of the ten tests. And probably the one, maybe perhaps one of the hardest ones. I mean, jumping in the fire was sacrificing himself. Jumping in, killing his son is, 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 for most normal people, it's easier to, to give up your life rather than giving up someone else's life. Your son. Sorry, that's what I meant. Your son's life. So um, people give up their life for their children. So the, the Medrash says the, the, that, Hash, that Hashem pleaded with Avram because Hashem said the following, that if you don't pass this test, then I'm worried that people will say that the previous tests weren't really, you weren't really loyal. You were doing it for, for other reasons, not because of your loyalty. We were worried about your loyal, loyalty. Hashem said, please do it, because if you don't do it, people will say that ain't a mamish bar that the earlier tests weren't real. You, you didn't really pass them out of, lo- out of loyalty. Now, the, the questions on this are huge. And um, it's, it's obvious. That, that, like, what, what, is, what in the world does that mean? What, when Avram jumped, jumped in the fire, um, it wasn't loyal? <laughs> Like, like what, by Nimrod? Like, what does that mean? That all of a sudden, oh, if you don't pass this test, then all the previous tests weren't real. Like you don't get to the finish line, 99% zero. Why was that the finish line? When you, when you jumped in the fire, that wasn't the finish line? Like, each step was his own test. Line until we saw the finish line. Okay. That was the ultimate... Uh... So you didn't reach, you don't reach the end, then... But, uh, but if someone's going through struggles in life, right? And he overcomes a struggle. It's easier human to go in the fire and slaughter your kid. Okay, so you're using that answer. So the Rebbe gives a beautiful answer, a beautiful explanation, the famous one, which gives us insight on what a Jew is capable of, um, what's uh, what's unique, something that we get as a um, as a Yerusha, as an inheritance from the others, from Avram, something that we get which is unique to us, which most people can't really do, don't have the ability to do. Well, there was something very unique about this final test. And it go, follows the discussion of, in general, what does it mean for someone to sacrifice their life for something? The truth is, it's not unique to Jews, right? We have people that, that blow themselves up for the, in the name of the religion. We have people that uh, do many things to put their life on the line for the sake of something that they believe in. And the truth is that it's, it's fairly common <clears throat> for people to be ready to sacrifice things in their life in the name of something they believe in. 
Um, not necessarily sacrifice their, their actual life, but the idea of sacrifice is common. Um, there's something unique about the Akedah Sitzchak. What was unique? For very, most of the time, you can always associate a sacrifice that someone's making with some logical um, explanation. It could be justified. It could be logically they're justified. Even to the point of giving up your life, it could be logically justified. Let's take Avram, even when he gave up his life, to jump in the fire for the sake of what he believed in. You can, you can understand that some, Avram, so to speak, could have had a logical calculation, thinking that by me doing this, I will show people how much I believe in God, that they will see how seriously I take it, and hopefully they'll learn from it. In other words, you can justify why he should do it. There's reason for it. That's one reason. Another... Uh, uh, Another justification. Another justification. No, no, we're talking about we're talking about the, the other the other thing. You missed the beginning of the of the shir. So um, the uh, another justification can be that Avram can say can think perhaps that you know if this is something I really believe in, forget about other people, even just myself. If this, if this is something I truly believe in, so I'm going to say that I believe in another God just not to jump in the fire. I would never do that. If it's something that I, that I lived with my whole life that I believe in, I'd be ready to die rather than giving it up. Meaning there's a way to justify it. And the truth is that it's like that in almost every circumstance where a person is giving up something in their life or giving up their life, it can be justified because I believe in it, because to this I'll create uh, um, uh, awareness about it. I'll be the sacrifice that'll bring the awareness to the rest of the world or fame, that I'll be a hero, I'll be known as a hero in history, Right? Um, people that fight for their country. There's justification for it. It can be understood. The Akedah was unique. What was unique about the Akedah? What was unique about the Akedah? <clears throat> many things. But of the many things was, first of all, there was no one there. There was no one there. Everyone went away from even those that accompanied. No one would have seen what, would ha- what happened. It would have to be belief. Maybe Yitzchak stumbled and, and, and fell on rock and, and died. Meaning, it, 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 no one was there to see that was number one. Number two is, this is the complete opposite of everything that not only Avram lived for, but everything that God promised him. God, Avram had two sons, Yitzchak and Yishmael, right? And Avram, before he had Yitzchak, he said to Hashem, I'll be fine if Yishmael, you know, if he lives and, and carries on the tradition. Hashem said, no, I'm going to give you Yitzchak and everything will happen through Yitzchak. And then what happens a while later? Hashem says, that son that I promised everything through, Go take him and kill him. <laughs> Go take him and get rid of him. Meaning, where is the promise? Who's going to continue everything that Avram stood for his whole life? There would be no continuation. There would be no one to carry it on. To, to have his descendants and to carry on the religion. So there's every reason for Avram to say no. To argue with Hashem. There can be no logical justification for what he's doing. No one would find out about it. No one would be able to carry on everything he believed in. What can be the logical explanation to justify sacrificing and giving up a son? The only explanation can be his loyalty to Hashem. And that is what's unique about the Akedah over every other test that everyone went through. And what's unique about this type of sacrifice over most sacrifices that we witness or that we read about and that we hear about in history. What's unique about it of this one is that it, it, it revealed and brought to, to light that Avram wasn't just someone that, that was ready to do something when it made sense. 
or was ready to do something when he can, when he can um, prove to himself that it's the right thing to do. He was ready to do things because he was completely loyal and the Eved Hashem, he was completely submitted to Hashem. And the power that it gives us as in descendants of Avram, Yerusha, that we have this power inside of us. We have this power to do things just because. To do things for Hashem just because we're loyal to Hashem and we're, we're like we spoke about yesterday, we're inherently one. And it doesn't need to be justified. It doesn't need to have explanation. Even if you can't find any explanation, we're ready to, to, to even put our lives on the line for it because it, we, we got this loyalty um, deep inside of us in our DNA from Avraham. So this is, what's, this is why Hashem told Avraham, please do it, because Hashem knew that if He wouldn't do it, everyone would be able to say that all the previous things that He did were just because He was able to justify it. But as soon as he wasn't able to justify it, he would drop God and say, no, I, that's, I, that's it, God. It stops here. Um, he didn't do that. And that's what, what revealed the true loyalty of Avram. Right. So the point is that we have the loyalty as well. Because when he said that, he said that it's, it's, it's 10 Jews, 